The Moten Mailbag is brought to you by the Robert Russo Moten Museum, located in Farmville, Virginia. The Moten Museum is a civil rights museum focusing on the history of Prince Edward County between 1951 and 1964. Director of Education and Public Programs. And I'm Leah Brown, the Assistant Director of Education. The Moton Mailbag is a weekly listener question show. Each week we'll answer questions about U.S. history, African American culture, civil rights, and more. Feel free to submit your questions via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moton Museum. Or you can email us at info at museum.org. We're getting close to reopening. It's coming. Mm-hmm. People are, like we're in phase one still at the time of recording, but we're getting pretty close to full full reopening. Leo, what's, what's happening with you? How you feeling? What's your world like? Well, I live for concerts in the summer. And in this, in this COVID-19 crisis, I feel like it'd be best option to just keep staying at home for safety so like for me the summer is canceled so I'm trying to find things to look forward to to get through um I'm gonna buy a kiddie pool I'm pretty excited about that uh-huh yeah yeah I'm that kind of person that's gonna be okay. great it's gonna be great <laughs> but yeah you know just making the best of it looking forward to having people back in the museum I forgot how much I missed people um, we chatted with school students, and I was like, oh my gosh, hi guys, <laughs> hello, I'm just really thrilled to be with you, this is amazing, alright, turn that down, did you know, but yeah, I just, I miss people, I'm looking forward to it. What are some things that you think aren't going to come back post-COVID? I, buffets is yeah, the buffets are gone on my list. How, how I perceive buffets happening is how like Sushi King does it. You have a menu and you order and they, somebody brings it to you. I'm like, bet, that sounds perfect. Yeah, but, I, to me as a germaphobe, it's just interesting how like stuff that was always gross, we just now, everybody's aware of it. <laughs> oh yeah, this is gross. Like bowling, I'm like, I hope it, I hope it comes back. But like, and I even shoes, the balls, like the finger holes. Oh, you right. Like, how often do you wash a bowling ball? Do you? Did you? You can. Like, and then my, I know some, some of my friends who are very serious bowlers who, you know, I bring my own ball, so I don't have to worry about it. Like, but the, the machine isn't clean, is it? And then, you know, it's touching, That's a great it's, it's touching the other balls in the Wait a minute. machine. Like, and then, uh-huh. you know, how often do they clean, like, the floor? Like, so, I mean, you're still touching it, like, even if you don't have the finger hole. You know, so, the, the, <laughs> like, like kids' museums, like, I fear oh God, yeah. for kids' museums that are, because they're super like, touch. Touch. And it's kids. Like, I hope that they reopen. Like, Amazement Square in Lynchburg, one of my, you know, our good friends has memberships there. And, and I've been to the kids' museum in Richmond, too, with my little one. Love it. I, I want to go back there, but it's gross. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. They are not gross, but, like, germs. Germs, germs. <laughs> Germs, 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 germs. So. Yeah, and and thinking about, I took my nieces, my mom and I, we took the late, call them the ladies, to mm-hmm. the 
Children's Museum in Richmond, and there's like a kitchen area mm-hmm. with fake food. So you yep. know what was happening. Oh, yeah. We're going to fake eat this. Chomp, chomp, mm-hmm. chomp, chomp, chomp. And it's like, oh my God. I just, huh. yeah. yeah, no. I don't know about all that. Cruises? No, thank you. Cruise, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, casual flights. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's it's, it's, a, it's a it's a very very different. It's a new world. World uh, on the other side of this. Um, super glad that we're you know sports. Right? Mm. You can see a lot of more games that are played without fans. I'm a big soccer fan, and soccer's been back for a couple of weeks now, and mm. in Germany at least, um, which is fine. Top five league in, in in Europe, so I'm way content. And this is weird watching them play and no fans, but that's gonna be the future because they're not going to fill these you know 40,000 plus yeah. stadiums um, and if they do they might fill it you know third capacity or something like that or you know to social distance but anyways it's just interesting oof, oof. I saw a tweet this morning that was like um, how can I be one of the 10 people you allow in this arena for this hockey game and I was like <laughs> wow. oh god how could I be one of those 10 people and I was like well yeah. it's not going to happen I'm just going to have to watch it yeah. online it's not the same because it's the experience. Well, I'm supposed to graduate in October. Mm. So I'm just like, it's grad school. So like, there's already less people. But like, how, we, what are we going to do? You know, are we going to sit every third seat or every fourth seat? That's a good question. Or like, you know, like how are we going to line up? Like alphabetical order. I mean, we'll take up so much. Like, And then the undergrad commencements the next day. So I'm like, well, you really ain't going to be able to social distance a thousand mm-hmm. kids. You know, a thousand adults. I said kids. Yeah, the you know, thousands yeah. students. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. But anyways, on to the questions. Yeah. This is, uh, so we can cheer lip spirits uh, after we talk about <laughs> how much the world is going to be different. Um, Are you ready? This is an easy question first. Easy, easy, easy. Are you asking or am I asking? I'll ask. Okay. <laughs> Why is moting important? I lied. It's not an easy question. Um, I mean, it is. <laughs> Moten, why is Moten important? I mean, and by Moten we mean kind of the, the, the history, the spirit of Moten, not necessarily just Robert Russell Moten. I think Robert Russell Moten is a, a, a underrated person, but I'll answer that later in this podcast, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but Moten is important because of, of, of what Moten represents. Um, it's important because of, of, of the history. I mean, the themes that you can pull out of the story, you know, the resilience, the, the grit, um, you know, just the, the the unwillingness to settle for less. You know, I think that spirit is, is very, very important, and that makes Moten very important. I think it's important because it's young people. Um, I think often kids don't get enough credit, and I will loudly continue to champion this as I probably have a previous podcast, but kids listen, kids are smart, kids are astute, kids are inquisitive, kids don't hate people, right? Kids aren't born hating people, it's learned behavior. You know, kids aren't biased. You know, kids, we, we could learn a lot. You know, if, if we let kids run our government, we probably would live in a much better society. I'm a strong believer of that. Homeless, you know, homeless people, oh, they don't have a place to live, let's give them a place to live. Hungry people, they don't have food to eat, let's give them food to eat. You know, not, I'm not, yeah. I think, I think kids are just genuinely care about people and each other. And, you know, and sometimes they can be silly and rude, but that that's part of growing up. Um, <laughs> But my tangent aside, I think Moten's important just just because of everything that it, that it represents, and I think everybody learning this story eventually, um, this you know being 
Moton being as synonymous with U.S. history as the Declaration of Independence one day will make continue to make you know the country and the world a, a better place. Learning from the example of these these students. What do you think, Leah? My yeah. ra- my ramblings aside. <laughs> I mean, straight going off of that, like this is a national story. This is a national story. One of the Brown v. Board cases. Yep. Like. Again, students, like, Barbara Jones was 16. How many 16-year-olds do you know that would want to be willing to to do something and be brave enough to do that? And they're, they're out there. They are there. But then it's like to have a community support system behind you. I think that's the power of this story. Mm-hmm. You have a student who saw that her community needed something, the community decided as a unit, a group, because they knew something was coming. Mm-hmm. And then how like, they rallied, even when that something that was coming came with the school closings. Mm-hmm. Like, creating the training centers, it's kind of like making the best of a bad situation, trying to bridge the gap and help students. It's an awesome story, just to think about how people... Instead of just being like, oh, this sucks. It's like, all right, what can we do to fix this? How can we help? You know, networking. Like, thinking about the students who went to North Carolina, Kitchell College. The pastor network. To see, like, to to provide opportunities to help those in their community. It's it's just a lot to take in. Because it tells multiple stories many times. Like, student agency community importance, grassroots, politics. It's just, it's essential because it's, yeah, it's essential. The justice system, I mean, any any civics topic, government topic you can pretty much get at through the lens of the Moton School story, Mm -hmm. I think. All right, segueing off a little bit. Leo, question for you first. What is something that you've learned in history recently, or in or about history, recently that has maybe surprised you a little bit? Okay, two things, two things. So, May 3rd is Septima Clark's birthday. She was an African-American educator. She was a civil rights activist. Her goal, her plan was to teach literacy, which is one of my things, and have citizen workshops. And I was like, oh my God, yes, yes. To, because think about it, that pu- the engagement of literacy and education within the African-American community, it's vital. Mm-hmm. So to teach how to read and the importance of reading and writing, and then to teach, well, you're a citizen too, so you have holistic education. Mm-hmm. I was just in awe of her. I'm like, this is amazing. So she's on my to research list. And this this is wow. All right, so question for you. What do you know about George Washington Carver? Peanuts, Buckingham, didn't invent peanut butter. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> Wait, uh, no, that's Carter G who was in Buckingham. Dang it, so just peanuts. <laughs> all right, so kind of like, to go off of that, that's what I knew too, except I have a bookmark and his face on it. And I read it the other day because why not? I mean, whatever, it's fine. So on the back of it, it's like, who am I? I'm like, 
<laughs> peanut guy. False. Well, yes, but also, like, he did crop rotation. Mm-hmm. I love me some agriculture. There's no getting around it. Like, grew up in a garden, didn't like it, learned to love it kind of thing. Okay, so Virginia soil, Virginia agriculture, how it works. Eventually, the soil's depleted, and he knew that. So he was trying to see the best way to rotate crops to get the most the most use of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is amazing. I need to do more research. Because, like, and then one of his things, like, with sweet potatoes as well, I'm like, that's my favorite food. This is amazing. So it's just, like... When I think I know someone, and then it's like, oh, oh, it's a, it's a pause moment. So, yeah, that was super cool. Crop rotation, who knew? It's important. Yeah. I can't believe I got Carter G. Woodson and George Washington Carver mixed up. I feel kind of bad about that, but it's, yeah. it's, it's pandemic. I blame pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me, mine isn't like a traditional history example basically the Chicago Bulls the Michael Jordan documentary just basically ended fairly recently and you know it's just I didn't know I guess I just didn't know much about Michael Jordan as I thought I did and I guess technically that's history because I was a wee lad um, when he was in his playing career maybe I was less of a wee lad when he was at the Wizards but we don't talk about that time Um, nope so well Space Jam I was probably that was all Space Jam. Space Jam came Space out in '96, so I was three, maybe. So I didn't see it really until I was probably like five or six myself. So, anyways, it just you, I knew how competitive Michael Jordan was, but I did not know how competitive Michael Jordan was. Like, yeah, like I would not have wanted to be on the same team with Michael Jordan. Like I would have because we'd win, but I wouldn't because like you know he'd be. Why aren't you taking this as serious as I'm taking this? Like, or or you know he didn't have a I think some hurts might have quote like he didn't have a gambling addiction, he had a winning addiction. So like he'd be like and cards and and in golf and basketball, you know, he was always that same level of competitor. And I'm just like, I That's a lot. I, I guess I didn't really I'm not a pro athlete, so I don't know, but like I guess you have to be, right, to maintain and to be that good. But like I you know, you think of the person they compare to the most, LeBron James. You know, I feel like they compare most to LeBron James, maybe next Kobe, but like, you know, who's the who's the GOAT? You know, LeBron or, or Michael Jordan. Like, I don't picture LeBron being that way off the you know, I think when he's not basketball, he's just not in basketball. But maybe because we see him more out in the public and, you know, doing stuff charitable or otherwise. But um in any case, I just didn't know how wild Michael Jordan was, um, competitive that is. Like I was just like, Oh, he's you know, and, and he's he's rich, like he's made more, but he's made more money off our of shoes than he has off of yes. basketball, which is bananas. I'm just like, gee, in, in a year, in a year, he made like 98 million on Jordans, which is more than he made in his entire NBA career. And I'm just like, this, I think it was like 20, sense, 2018 or something, something, or 2017. I was just like, what? I mean, but it makes sense because everybody got J's. But mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it's it's bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Um Yes, I had to. <laughs> I had to do that. Um, sorry, y'all don't have to, y'all can ignore that part. But yes, that is not historical in the same sense as we've been talking. But for oh, me, oh, it's history, yeah. Uh, that's yeah, interesting. That's so cool. Like, <laughs> like that's that's why I love history because it's everything. Yeah, it's all of it. 
like you said, in like episode two or something, or one. That's way far back. History of math, mm-hmm. history of science, oh, history yeah. of, you know, there's history of sport, there's history of medicine. I mean, history is such a cool topic because everything has history. History is, yeah. I think, probably one of the only subjects that has is interdisciplinary in and of itself, if that makes sense. Yes. Just because everything yes. has yes. a history, and therefore history. All right, last question. We only have three today, but it's uh, there are three good ones. Um, wait, isn't my turn? Or isn't I'll, my turn or? I'll ask it. Okay. I think this is what we decided on. Yes. Who in history doesn't get the credit they deserve, or just who just gets overlooked? Robert Rusa Moten. This man was something special. Um, he, I, I recently, and so we had this Moten interview series that we put it out starting at the beginning of the pandemic and we're still going pretty strong with it. Um, I interviewed uh, a gentleman by the name of Brian McGovern. Shout out Brian if you happen to be listening. Um, but Brian is a, is a historian. He's a very much, I consider, an expert on Robert Russo Moten. Um, and so I interviewed him and I learned so much more about Moten than I, that I didn't already know. Uh, so Moten, you know, born in Amelia County, very shortly after his birth, moved to Prince Edward County. So we claim him as a Prince Edwardian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, and he still, you know, he lived here for a, a solid amount of time. And so he he went off, you know, Hampton, Hampton Normal School, Hampton Institute, um, eventually would succeed Booker T. Washington at Tuskegee. Um, hugely influential. And he advised something like seven U.S. presidents in some capacity. How important must you be to advise seven? I mean, there's a not a huge list of people who had that much influence over so many U.S. presidents of both parties. Um, so clearly, he must have been thought of in his time as one of the the foremost African American figures in the country. Uh, if if to keep being tapped to to advise these these individuals, um, you know the amount of work that he was able to accomplish at. Hampton at Tuskegee. I mean, I just think that this guy doesn't get talked about enough. I mean, we we, we briefly mentioned him here at, at the museum uh, because, of course, you asked why Moten, who was Moten, right? But you know, he he really pushed African Americans uh, and tried to get them, you know, skilled skills and credentials, and to go be able to go out and be middle, you know, middle class, upper middle class. And live, you know, a meaningful, meaningful lives, right? And and make significant livelihood for themselves. Um, I think Robert Smoten certainly isn't talked about enough. I think Oliver Hill ain't talked about enough. Yeah. Um, I think oh. that has improved certainly in the, the better part of the past 20, 25 years. But like Oliver Hill, I mean, everybody, I mean, Thurgood Marshall, Thurgood Marshall, Thurgood Marshall. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, here, okay, you know what really grinds my gears? Tell me. If one person did something, we don't talk about anybody else who did that thing. Facts. Martin Luther King. We talk about Martin. We don't talk about Vernon. We don't talk about. Uh, I, I'm blanking on the other gentleman's name, but so many other people did what some of these people did. We talk about Rosa Parks. We don't talk about Claudette Colvin. Mm-hmm. We talk about Martin Luther King. We don't talk about Vernon Johns. We talk about uh, uh, who did I just? We talk about Booker T. Washington. We don't talk about Robert Russo Moton, right? There, if somebody, if somebody did one thing, it's like we don't have enough space to talk about more than one person who did similar yeah. things, and they didn't even do the exact same thing. It's like, if you had any kind of overlap, we don't talk about you. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, Barbara Johns, you know, we don't talk, we didn't talk about her until 10 years ago. Probably now, we did a little bit before that. But like, you know, people don't talk about these folks. And it's just like, 
I'm so confused. Yeah, it's kind of like the exceptional one. And we can't share the credit. Like, when we can't share the share the shine. I mean, I think that's a problem with history in terms of de- 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 deification of people, yeah. right? We build these people up. And it's like, oh, yeah, so this person also might have done this. Oh, they might have done that. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, put them on such a big pedestal. Um, but it really grinds my gears. I'm like, we can share the spotlight. That pe- there were more than one person who did things who, that was important. Like, let's just, there were important people. And let's just keep the category open and keep adding important people. And instead of every Black History Month just learning about Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, let's learn about and local people. Let's learn yeah. about people who were before them because black people did exist before the civil rights movement. Um, and there were other freedom fighters besides Harry Tubman. And I'm just like, these people are great and important, but like, let's talk about, that's why I thought hidden figures were so cool because those are people who historically were not talked about outside of Hampton, probably, you know, and, and now everybody knows their names pretty much. Um, you know, I think there needs to be, I think hidden figures should be a, like a series. Like uh, we should do like a, a series of movies on like, I think Barbara Johns is a hidden figure. I think Claudette Colvin was a hidden figure. I think Vernon Johns is a hidden figure. I think there are tons of hidden figures everywhere, and we need to do better at talking about them. I know that kind of branched off into a rant, but... I mean, I liked it. I was with people. it. Especially local people. Local yeah. people. Learn yeah. who desegregated your yeah. local library. Like uh, Laverne Perval here in Farmville, and she partnered with the, the white library. We had segregated libraries in Farmville until like the 80s, mm-hmm. like which is again, bananas to me. Um, and they work together to desegregate the libraries. We celebrate them here locally. I think there's plenty of local examples wherever you are listening to this from that you could refer to who don't get as much shine as they probably should. Rant over. Leah, your thoughts. Who do you think doesn't get talked I mean, about <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's a valid point. It's such a valid point because it's like... Well, this person did it. That's why I'm going to cover this one person. It's right. just, it limits, first of all, I, I loathe, I hate when history is just like, this is why history, people of history is boring. Because mm. you learn about the same six people. And it's only six of them. Ten maybe. Right. So, of course, you know it. You don't. Because you're missing part of the puzzle. Um, I was doing research yesterday, and I was talking about the Montgomery bus boycott and how like of course Rosa Parks part of it but then missing like oh no they were working on trying to get get something going months before that happened. Oh, yeah. like you have that that aspect of cutting out when it's inconvenient or like to make it linear or to like a, like a pocket history like, like a, a paragraph like a narrative people like a narrative yeah they try to make a smoother narrative as opposed to more nuance which yeah. history is nuanced um, but when I thought about this question yesterday the North Carolina um, well let me make sure the title right Department of Natural and Cultural Resources posted on their Instagram about Della Hayden Rainey Jackson who was a pioneer in the development of professional nursing for African American nurses and I was like oh my gosh African-American nurses. African, because World War II, African-American women. She was the first African-American nurse accepted into the U.S. Army Nurse Corps in 41, and then the first African-American chief nurse in the U.S. Army Nurse Corps in 45. So, if you don't know this by now about me, military history from the cultural and social perspective 
is my jam. I love it. I love learning about it. The people who live the experience. Yeah, battles are important, but I want to know who who flew planes. What happened? And think of African American women like for centuries, years. You've been like we've been put aside. Like oh, they were slaves. Okay, cool. That's it. That's all they did. They weren't mothers. They weren't sisters. They weren't grandmas or aunties. They were they were slaves. So that dehumanizes them. Um, and the aspect of World War Two, the sixty-eight, eighty-eight. I love telling this story because, all right. So background, there was a male. Yeah, there's always a background with me. I know. Um, there was a male pileup like six months deep, and Eisenhower was like, "We need somebody to help." The only battalion, the group that was available were, were black women. They were like, you can't use them. Ike was like, you heard what I said, get them here. And within three months, they had the mail out. Like, which is like, okay, no big deal. Well, World War II was terrible. Right. Mail is morale. So if you don't hear from home, right. you're demoralized because everybody's dying around you. You may die like any second. You want to have that connection, that like we're okay I hope you're okay too that kind of back and forth I just they're just awesome so just African American women like in their role in war let's talk about that it's just it's cool and it it, it tells a full American history not just right the same old boring stories right yeah I mean I think in the if we talk about Okay, let me let me actually. If we talk about black people in the military, who are the who are the one set of people we talk about usually? Tuskegee Airmen. Does it? That's there's, and there's no room for no nobody else. else. Nobody else. Nobody else. Granted, is real cool when you meet one. Right. Oh, Shout absolutely. Out to Porch Taylor, Look, Petersburg, super cute. I don't say that to say that they don't deserve yeah. their shine. What I'm saying is we should share shines yeah. because there are plenty of other folks who have done stuff that's just as cool yeah. who just don't get any kind of credit or notoriety or anything like that and the thing is once people are gone they're gone like mm-hmm. we're not going to be able to have you know like holocaust survivors or you know people who survived the civil rights movement or you know we have a person on our council whose grandmother was was enslaved like wow like yeah. mind blown right like that's that's serious you know though her grandmother's no longer with us like the amount of knowledge we can get from her just by knowing somebody who was a part of slavery right like that's yeah that's deep yeah that's deep that's deep anyways any other things you need to talk about i mean just like it just reinforces like if you know somebody who like in your community and your family that's an elder chat them up please they won't talk to you anyway. Chat them up because you'll hear so many stories. And they're like, like they're, they're who you know them as, but then they have so many other lives too. Right. It's just, I don't know, it's cool. How many U.S. presidents can you name? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to make it. Y'all can't see it, but Leah like... Leah, like, just, okay. like, short-circuited when I asked her that question. Okay, because yesterday I saw this. I'll tell you this now. <laughs> Somebody goes to a tattoo parlor. Uh-oh. And they were, like... So the tattoo artist, steady working, is like, oh, oh, do, you, do you like lasagna, too? They got a tattoo of Garfield. 
but they really wanted the 20th President Garfield oh. as their tattoo. So the kitty cat. What I'm more concerned about <laughs> the fact that you want Andrew Garfield tattooed on your. I mean, what? Well, Anyways, the reason I. I just, it's just it's a can of worms. It's. A can <laughs> the reason I ask is because my uh, my same theory about not having multiple like who can name presidents ten through you know fifteen right. Not, I mean, some, but not many. Like, I can name you one through six, and then <laughs> 14 and 15, and then Lincoln, and then Johnson, and then maybe a few others. William Henry Harrison, because he died in 30 days. Uh, Taft, because fattest president. Did he uh, get too? And then, did he what? Oh, he might have. Uh, and then presidents in the past, like, basically... From JFK to present, I could probably give you in a pinch. But other than that, I would just Google it. I know their names. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> like, I, I'm curious about how many. And the war presidents, about it. How many presidents? We should do a poll on our social media. How many U.S. presidents can you name? Yeah. That'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm sure there's a song that has all of them in it, but um, anyways. Oh, I'm really sure. Yeah, because that works curious. for. Remember and stuff. Yeah. yeah. What was the state song? I don't remember. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I couldn't tell you. And the capital song, state capital song. All right. <laughs> well, I think that'll wrap up this installment of Milk Milk Bad. Don't you think? I think so. <laughs> that was a whirlwind. I had a good yeah. time. <laughs> it's, good, uh, it's supposed to be a shorter episode, but this is all right. 30 minutes is solid. Um, next episode, Milk Milk Bag, same time, same place. Check us wherever podcasts are found, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor.com. Just look up the mailbag. Keep sending your questions, please. We love getting these questions. We love answering them for you all. Send them on our social media platforms or email us at info at That's it for us. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.